Hey, it's Steve, and this is a uh, sort of special episode of the podcast. I uh, learned my friend Ray Cunningham, who was the mayor of Homer, Illinois. He was actually the mayor when I talked to him on the podcast last year, but uh, he's no longer the mayor. Anyway, I learned Friday uh, the 13th that he was in or is in Ukraine. So I was able to reach out to him and hook up with him on FaceTime audio and chat for just a few minutes in a short window of time that he had available about his journey there. And of course, he's taken his camera. If you listen to the episode uh, that I had with him, 7499 is the episode number. You know that he is an avid photographer, a very good photographer who has traveled all over the world, including to North Korea. So I uh, got in touch with him to chat with Ray Cunningham, uh, who's in Ukraine right now. You are now in Ukraine, which is probably putting not only your passport to good use, but also your photography skills. Where are you in Ukraine and why are you there? Uh, I am in Kharkiv, Ukraine. I am in the eastern part. Um, uh, and it's where the uh, primarily where the fighting is now taking place. About a week ago, I went to Kiev and I have been to Kiev multiple times. When when the war started, I thought about when and how I could go. So I decided to try to go all the way to Kiev first and then figure out exactly what was going on. I knew I wanted to go to the northern battle zones around the capital um, and photograph uh, what's happening there. Uh, you'll excuse me, I have to turn off my app. There is an air raid in progress here. Um, we get air raid alerts uh, here more frequently than in the capital, so I, I took care of that. You are where once again? In Kharkiv. I am in the eastern uh, part of the country. I'm some 30 kilometers from the Russian border right now. So air raids are going off quite often. And are you seeing or hearing or photographing any military action right now? Or have you been? No, I arrived today. Uh, and I've only taken a few photographs here uh, because I have to arrange ground transportation uh, around the city. Uh, this city has had uh, thousands of buildings damaged uh, when the Russians tried to capture it earlier in the war. They're being pushed back from here. They're now outside of artillery range of this city. This is a city of about 1.7 million people, and uh, many of those have left. So there's really few people here. There's really no not much life. Uh, only the essential stores are open. So as we record this, it is Friday afternoon, the afternoon of Friday, May 13th. And uh, and Ray, you just arrived in Kharkiv after being in Kiev. So you really are just trying to settle in. Right. Once you got to Kharkiv, how did you find, you said some shops are open. Obviously, you're in a, in a hotel or a motel or I, I don't know, did you, did you take a, a tent with you or what? I'm in a hotel. Uh, the majors hotels have all closed. Uh, the same thing is true in Kiev. They've closed. There is accommodation available at extreme discount pricing <laughs> because there's no one here. Well, but Ray, you, it, but when you leave that hotel to go wherever you're going to 
you know, take photographs, be sure to leave them a five-star rating on TripAdvisor for letting you. <laughs> so I can I can I guess that it's probably you said, you, I'm sure most of the international, you said the global, the internet, multinational uh, hotel corporations and stores and Starbucks and McDonald's, all those things are closed. But I imagine if you own a hotel or motel in Kharkiv or Kiev or some other city, you, you know, that's your life. So you're probably welcoming any guests that are w willing to come to your city. Is that a safe bet if you're a local owner? That's correct. Um, and so there are uh, places available. So when you decided you were going to go to Ukraine, you're you're thinking, okay, I, I, I'm going to find a place to stay when I get there. I'll have to figure out my food when I get there. But do you do you say, okay, well, I'm going to I'm going to pack a box of Cliff Bars and a bunch of aspirins, and you know, I'm going to try to sneak a bottle of water. I mean, how do you prepare for the absolute unknown in a war torn country? I knew coming to Ukraine, the breadbasket of the world, <laughs> I was not going to have a problem with finding food, that there would be food available. It just depends on what it is. Uh, and that's true here. There's plenty of food. It's just not in the sense that we think about it. I went to the local market, which I like to, to go to the vegetable markets and see what's available. Really, only about 15% of the market was occupied, but uh, I found some wonderful vegetables and fruits. So that uh, wasn't a problem. Yeah, and you're you're in a hotel. You said that the hotel welcomed you, obviously. Uh, you So you've got some basic food. You've got water. You've got your own first aid kit. You've got shelter. Clearly, you have electricity with cellular service. I'm talking to you yes. over FaceTime audio. Actually... The Wi-Fi, the bandwidth in uh, Ukraine has been very good. The government made sure that the the internet and all kinds of communication was available. Even when I went to the war-torn areas to the north and to the west of Kiev, cell service was available. So Ray, you went from Kiev. Now you're in Kharkiv, which uh, Kharkiv, which is about 30 miles from the Russian border. You are occasionally hearing uh, air raid sirens. Um, what when you wake up tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, and again we're recording this Champagne Urbana time around two o'clock on Friday the thirteenth, which means it's uh, almost it's probably about cl close to bedtime for you there in Ukraine. It is. So you so Saturday w when you wake up, what's your goal Saturday, Sunday, so forth going forward? I want to document the damage. So I will photograph buildings uh, in Kharkiv, uh, in the areas that have been most affected, uh, any kind of uh, damage, any, any infrastructure problems. I, I'm really a student of disasters. One of the things that I teach in the Caribbean is disaster prevention and recovery. And this is a man-made disaster of immense proportions. And so it's very interesting to study how people are resilient, what, what they need first, what are their basic needs, what, what needs to follow, those sorts of things. So that's one of the things that interests me. But it's recording history. Uh, it's to document what happened here and to make, make it available to people, to share the photographs to explain uh, the nature of what's happening here. 
Um, I, I did uh, my undergraduate work in uh, Soviet studies at the University of Utah and was always interested in Eastern Europe. So having lived in Western Europe when I was a teenager, uh, I was always interested in Eastern Europe. So this is not unfamiliar to me at all. So I'm quite comfortable here. Uh, it's more that I'm curious to document uh, the history of what's happening. You said you've really only arrived, and so you've not been able to arrange transportation to where? Where would you like to go next, or are you going to pretty much stay in Kharkiv? Around the city. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. So what I decided to do was to, well, there's only one train in and one train out. And so you really have to pre-plan, purchase the tickets, and be ready to go. So I'm leaving tomorrow night at midnight after tomorrow, photographing in the city, and to go back to Kiev for a few more days before uh, taking the overnight train back to Warsaw and then flying to Chicago. Your photos, are you going to try to upload those while you're there or after? How could we, if we wanted to see what you're photographing, what's what's the plan for public viewing of those photos? One, they're going up on Flickr, my Flickr site. Uh, I also post on Facebook on my Facebook page and give uh, twice daily reports on what I'm seeing. I'm looking right now at a water tower. I believe it's a water tower that was knocked off of its top. It's laying on its side like some sort of 1950s Russian-looking spacecraft, but it's a water tower that's laying on the ground in this beautiful field of grass, blue skies behind it. You know, when we see all of these images that are taken by photographers, they're they're very, you know, gritty and grimy and gray. Um, they don't show a lot of colors. I'm looking at another photo here of some sort of store that's been blown apart, and there's a cow with red spots, uh, a bull with red spots. And I don't know what that is. That's, uh, it's not a Chick-fil-A, but <laughs> as soon as I saw your picture, I thought, that almost looks like a Chick-fil-A. Uh, one of the things, despite my father being an Army officer, <laughs> I'm, I am more interested in recovery and helping civilians the photos are fantastic, Ray. They really are. And, and you know, it's just, it, it kind of warms my heart to know that somebody from East Central Illinois, Homer, Illinois, photographing, I mean, you know, there's a, a gazillion photos coming all the time, but to have somebody from right here, these are important. And so I'm so appreciative of you. You be safe and uh, go get some sleep. And I know you're looking forward to what Saturday is going to bring, uh, you know, to your to your lens and to your, uh, to your keen eye. Thank you. All right, that's the episode. Thanks again to Ray Cunningham. And again, the link to his Flickr account is in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.